PlayStation. Ooh, yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Dynasty podcast. Joined by the usual suspects, Pointer69. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Bringing that energy with you as well today. Yeah, yeah fire up. Yeah, had a week off, so we're, we're full of energy. Getting back into it. Guest nine questions. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good uh, playoff week. So I think we're all a bit excited. Uh, Ooh, plenty yeah. of energy for today. Let's get into it. And uh, Sheep's Joe, I'm in that playoff uh, picture, right? Um, the the toilet bowl, you got the bye week, right? Oi, so oi, pretty oi. exciting. <laughs> I won a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Get into it. One and whatever it is, 13. I didn't have the, uh, the Lions season. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm following the Lions, actually. I, I take that back. But uh, yes, feels good to get off that off that nudie run. Um, but yeah, playoffs. Playoffs are going to be good fun. Um, a lot of leagues starting this week. Talk about those four. You know the teams with uh, four teams in the playoffs? They're not usually starting this week, eh? No. They'd be going next week? Well, I think that's the, the thing this year, right? You didn't really know um, what the safe option was. And I think in Sheep's 1, we decided to keep it like standard in case there was mm-hmm. like more players set out in the bye week. You know what? That's what you don't want. You don't want to have your championship week um... written off. Yeah. So, I mean, mind you, it's, it could be written off this week with bloody COVID going around. What are they going to do? Like, what? Are... <laughs> it's crazy. It's 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 impossible. What the Rams' whole team is like in witness protection or something. <laughs> don't know what's happened to Guest Nine Q. My dog it's, is throwing also... a bottle around with biscuits in it. <laughs> Uh, it's also interesting that um, how many players are unvaccinated, right? Like over here, it's sort of like uh, a lot of cases, but mm. most people are vaccinated. So interesting to see like how difficult it is. And maybe at this time of the year, if you've ever thought of your strategy about drafting players or whether you looked at vaccination status, uh, could come in handy <laughs> if you did in the championship, right? You could be right. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be a challenging week. Hopefully you've picked up all of your backup players and waivers over the last couple of weeks and you're prepared, but uh, it's going to be good fun. Um, and we in many playoffs at the moment this week, boys? Or the the two sheeps leagues, I I am, but I think that's about it for me. We talked about it just before you got on air, actually, onto onto our little channel here. Uh, could you go two championships in two leagues this year? And uh, we said if that was the case, um, we're going to have to get a new host. <laughs> what? Just because I'd be level? You'd be supremely annoying. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, you can hear that dog in the background. It's quite funny. Holy moly, I just took it off him. He's, he's so loud. <laughs> he's going to jump and eat your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, hopefully everyone's in the uh, in the playoffs. Fingers crossed for you if you are. Uh, good luck, I guess. Um, Ewers, I hope you don't have too much luck. but uh, Just like enough good. luck. I mean, we've got a clear favourite, right? I, I mean, I guess we're going to get into it later, but... Uh, I'm just so terrified that you're going to beat him this week and just stumble into two massive Chiefs weeks and, and win again, and everyone's just going to hate their life. It's Everyone, I don't know what would happen, but I think there would be a... I mean, the Chargers in Pittsburgh are the, the Chiefs weeks. It's uh, it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. They're both leaking points, I guess. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm not giving myself a shoe in with... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, look, let's get back into the usual uh, usual routine of things, hey? Uh, life got in the way a little bit last week, uh, so we, we didn't have a pod last week. But, um, yeah, we, we had a bye week. Um, 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're following the Colts' schedule, you know. Yep. Have a bye week in week 13, and here we are. Uh, back after week 14, but... Um, That's because we're the Jonathan the... Taylor of the uh, the podcast world, right? You could be right. Yeah. You could be right. We're definitely not the... Who else had a bye last week? We're definitely not the Miles Gaskins. Yeah. <laughs> definitely the Jonathan Taylors. All right, here we go. Oh. Oh. A little bit delayed there, hey? It had like a bottle top pop and a can pop at the same time, is it? Yeah, it was weird. I'm not going to lie, my finger slipped off the, the ring puller. What is that thing called? The ring pull. The nose piece. That's where the nose goes on, right? All right, so here we go. Beer review of the week. Have reviewed one of these these uh, this brew houses beers before, but um, but I've not a sponsor. Of, we've caught it. No, definitely not. Uh, we've caught an audible here because um, someone wanted to do a gym workout, but uh, whatever. Uh, I'm Bark Hill Brewhouse. It was the first beer I actually reviewed, but um, they've got some interesting ones. This is this was the the beer with the Far Canal Lager. Um, <laughs> this one we've got Wheater Melon. Ah. Uh, so this is a watermelon beer, American Ooh, yes. wheat beer with watermelon juice, melon flavoured with well-balanced malt profile. Keep cold, drink fresh. Um, nice black can once again with green and pink, uh, as you could expect from watermelon. Zigzaggy pattern, nice little white, uh, white writing for its brew house. Five uh, percent ABV, 375 mil can. So we're looking at a 1.4 standard drinks here. Um, look, I'm going to have a sip. Have you guys ever had a watermelon beer before? No, I uh, don't think I have. I've had a, a pine lime splice IPA. That was that was pretty interesting, and we all remember the uh, peach and apricot sour debacle <laughs> earlier in the year. Um, what was the one I drank at, uh, at yeah, Boyd's the other that's day? That's the was one. That, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I tell you what, this is very drinkable. <laughs> I don't usually like fruit in my beer, but. You can watermelon. actually taste the watermelon. I mean, watermelon is the 101 of fruits. Oop. Hang on, let me just have another. <laughs> Watermelon's not like a typical fruity beer flavour, though, is it? This is this is quite good. And you know how my takes are on fruit and your beer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't taste like a beer. You can definitely taste... There's definitely more than a hint of watermelon. Quite a, quite a bit of that watermelon flavour pumping through this beer let me just yeah look this is a first round pick definitely a first round pick um, are you sure it's a first anyway. round pick I mean is it worth a first round pick now but you probably drafted it in the third yes yes it's increased in value definitely <laughs> over the last uh, the last year so first round pick who, who has done that we're going to call this uh, the Elijah Mitchell yes. oh, yeah. of Correct. beers yes I thought you might have gone with Terry McLaurin because you drafted him, but um, no, his, his values crashed again, so maybe if you drank too much of this, the same thing would happen. Well, I mean, I bought this beer this year, so <laughs> has to be in this year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's 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 quite tasty. Uh, the Elijah Mitchell, we'll call it. I like it. Um, probably about, yeah, so mid-first, I reckon. Um, he's probably early first, actually. So yeah, early first round pick. All right, good chat, good fun. You're up next week, Ubers, so get ready for that. I'm ready. Um, catches of the week, classic catches, whatever you want to call it. Anyone see any exciting ones this week? I've put three on the thing here, but feel free to just throw in a couple of others. I really, I don't know, I, I only watched really the early games this week live and just nothing really happening for me, so didn't yeah, right. get too excited about anything. Pointer, anything? 
Oh, that Cam Sims touchdown was pretty good with Stefan mm. Diggs all over him. Um, I mean, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> uh, Travion. Travion Diggs. <laughs> Stefan Diggs playing quarterback. Yeah, he he, um, he subbed in for his brother for a, a draw. <laughs> yeah, just swapped teams and subbed yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, it was, was pretty good. They called it, what, no touchdown first up, and then they kind of just they showed it again, snuck in on the right on the sidelines, probably like two braid, blades of grass. What's this beer again? No, we're good. Uh, two blades of grass in between him and the the sideline was pr- quite good. Did everyone see this DJ Moore no catch? Yes, that was pretty good. That was mad. One hand, uh, both feet landed out of bounds, but it was yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, it was a nice catch. Uh, it was rad, as I call it here. And then Justin <laughs> Simmons diving interception uh, was was quite lovely. And then he put the ball on the eighty eight memorial thingy that they had written yeah. for Demarius Thomas. Sad news, but. Um, yeah, nice catch. Full leveled out. Horizontal to the ground. Pretty hard to be vertical and dive, but anyway. Yeah, I, can't, Classic I'm catches. Trying, I was trying to think of some other ones, but I can't really... There was one that I said, I think it was a... I thought it was a one-hander. It might have been Kittle. I thought he had it one-handed, but he just kind of extended, and it was. they showed the replay, and it was two-handed. That was pretty nice. Kittle had a few nice catches, actually. Kittle had a lot of catches just in general. Jesus, he is... Getting some volume. Yeah, he's he's going for a thousand yards in six games this year. I think it's wild. Mm. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good player, that bloke. Yeah, he's sitting on my bench in sheep's too. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about waste, a bloke, eh? I'll give it to Michael Carter for him. Oh, jeez, yeah, I, I'm really in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I've got left. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey on IR. Ugh. How would you be? Mm. All right, well, that's classic catches. KFC classic catches. Waiting for KFC to send us that singer box. This is not happening. <laughs> uh, this means also that we have two weeks of Rookie of the Week. So I hope you've got these on the spreadsheet, yours, by the way, because we have not been filling it in. No, I don't even think I've given you access, have I? No. Um, you wanted it as a surprise, so I'm yes. keeping it as that. Beautiful. And I'm definitely not five weeks behind, if that's <laughs> We hypothesized as much, <laughs> and... Uh, Glad I glad I nailed that one. It was a dollar one sports bet. <laughs> Five weeks is better than fourteen, right? <laughs> Next minute he goes back to a blank spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's go rookie of the week. Um, what week are we in now? Fourteen. So we've got. We'll do last week's first, hey? Oh, week Put the switch, huh? Yeah, two right. Go down, scroll down a little bit. Uh, Peter, start us off. And then... Oh, you know, I'll made a. Uh... Javonte uh, Williams. He stepped up. Um, twenty-three carries, hundred and two yards, uh, six from nine through the air, and seventy-six nice. and one. Um, yeah, it was a big game for him. I think, especially showed he could, you know, carry the fair share of the workload. Um, nearly got the same amount of you know, fantasy points and workload this week with Melbourne Gordon back in. Now. And so, um, I think that was against the Chiefs as well. So against a decent run defense team, he came out and really. Took it to him. Um, too bad the Broncos can't do much else, but give it to the running back. Yeah, this is this is what you were kind of hoping for. Um, kind of the back half of the year, I guess, that they'd kind of phase Melvin Gordon out. Obviously, he took injury and uh, still 78% of the snaps. Not exactly, you know, the 85, 90s that you, you kind of hope for, but uh, that's, that's decent volume. 23 carries, that's what you wanted to see. Nine targets is outstanding. Um, didn't get... Didn't, Rush for a touchdown, caught for a touchdown, but uh, it looks good. You know, we're going to talk about him for this week as well, but um, just remembering a play from this week where you see that spin move that he had for the his receiving touchdown, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Just kind of, gee, he's just a great player. Um, I like him. And as I said, 
on Twitter just before uh, this game uh, in week 13. If you if you can get him, go get him now. Otherwise, you're just never going to be able to get him. So, yeah, look. That was the win there, right? That was it. That he was, was it. so fun in college. I remember watching him last year and just every time he just seemed to run over someone or, or do something crazy. And yeah, Michael Carter was a bit the same, to be honest. And both of them have just translated exactly like that into the the NFL. They're both great. Yeah, they're good fun to watch. Um, give us your two. I think we're all the same here, actually. Oh, I know. I've changed it up a bit. Give me your two, Pete. Oh, two was Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, that uh, you know, yeah. game, game-winning touchdown catch right at the end. Uh, mm. I think he had 10 catches uh, from 12 targets, 86 yards. But a lot of it did come late in the game. But I think, for me, that holding on to the catch to win um, you know, the Lions' first game of the season was something big for him and uh, I think big for the franchise, right? It, it sort of helped cement him in the position there and you know, hopefully uh, a bit more room to improve with volume of targets is very high. I just think you just want to see some more yards and yep. touchdowns. I think the uh, cautionary tale here is that all of his big games or his big target games coincide pretty much with Swift being out um, and he got a bit of use out of the backfield. Um, so no, some of those Gary. targets were in... No, no, sorry, actually... Oh, yeah, like out. running, yeah, yeah, running routes, yeah. yeah Basically it. running routes, but as start, starting the players are running back, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there might just be some correlation between that, but the, you know, the Lions will get better as well That's the as thing, time right? goes on, so... Hopefully they've, they've, they've figured out that this guy's actually quite usable and they can, you know, feed him a few targets. I mean, 12 targets across the last two games is, is what you want to see. Where was that? 12 targets across the last two games? Yeah, both games, 12 targets on each Oh, game. yeah, both games. So 24 targets. 24 targets. Yeah, 24 targets. It's pretty targets, good. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you want. Like, you're looking at these guys that, like, you know, Cooper Cup, that's a, that lots of targets. Um, those I'd catches, throw, that the catches are worth points, right? They don't necessarily go for, like, the massive yard games. But, like, you know, look at this one. That was 10 catches. That's 10 points plus 86 yards. Yeah. And then a touchdown, right? They add up, and I think that's, that's 24 what... 24 points. Thanks for coming. You'd rather get that than, um, you know... One catch, I mean, two catches and a, like, yards, or a bit more yards, right? Like, you know, less catches, a bit more yards. I think you'd rather take more catches and slightly less yards and, like, know that he's going to be used. And it's something that's also a little bit more reliable. These guys that don't necessarily have a inflated stat line with a long touchdown that's, they know, a 60-yard run that catch and run that they've taken for a touchdown that blows their number up, which is normally what happens for a receiver. Like, they need one big catch to... Uh, to have a real large game, I think ten from ten and like a, you know a solid total is something that's you know you can build a consistency around and know you can plug him in and what you can expect out of him. Probably not this season, but going forward, um, there'll be some reliability from say Brown. Yeah, definitely. Um, once they put all this team together a little bit better, um, you know, I think Hawkinson missed this week, didn't he? So that that could have also played into it as well. But um, you know, with Swift back, Hawkinson back, you know, they start to move the ball a bit better, maybe. You know, they make some changes in the off season, so. Uh, he was definitely a target of mine. I got him off here the week before this, Peter. We yeah. made a little trade. Um, I don't even remember what it was. CEH for first and Amon Ra St. Brown was, was what it was and made me look like a genius for the last two weeks. But um, CEH also put up some points, so I can't really go off that. But, uh, yep, he's looking good. Um, I like him. Fingers crossed he can keep it up. Let's go with the one. You two are the same. Um, you always give us the one, mate. Yes, the number one is my boy Elijah Moore, who's now injured. Isn't that fun? Um, yeah. Uh, what is six from 12, so big target game. He's um, really, really been involved. It was nice to see him um, 
a bit more quarterback agnostic. It, it's uh, with Zach Wilson, so um, 77 yards and a touchdown. That's that's good to see. Um, he really looked like he was he was exploding onto the scene. So just remember that for next year because he's he's looked fantastic. Yep, uh, I had Jalen Waddle. Um, just I suppose caught more passes from his targets, nine from eleven for ninety yards, as opposed uh, to just sneaking in a touchdown in probably garbage time, knowing Elijah Moore and the Jets. <laughs> but uh, can't remember back that far. I um, think he scored early, but um, yeah, he probably did. <laughs> but yeah, that, just uh, that, obviously the quality of targets probably a bit better going forward for um, for Waddle. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think much to Waddle's much to more down that. Amon Rasim for online where he's, he's getting a Lots lot of, of targets but not super far downfield whereas Elijah Moore's copying some of those shots so his catch mm. rate's a little low but if he's getting 12 targets with with a bigger A dot that's that's very valuable definitely definitely much to a much to see there but uh, I just like Waddle's game I, I can't even remember why I put Waddle I think I had him last week in my little notes thing and just stuck with it but uh, anything else to add on those point out where we move on to for this week's I'll move on to this week. I'm real surprised that you've um, got your one where he is, but anyways, talk about that later. Uh, I'm going to go first here. I've given three points to Najee Harris, 20 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown, three from three, through the air for 10 yards, and also another touchdown, so two-touchdown game. Um, Just did it on good volume, I guess. 20 carries is what you want to see. Did a bit, I suppose, less with more, I guess, you've got it here too, Ewers, um, with Javante. But yeah, look, I think... Without Najee in this Steelers offense, I don't think they'd be doing any anything or anywhere near as what they are doing at the moment. Just picking up those those first downs on kind of crucial plays where you think, okay, this this play's been blown up, and then he breaks a tackle and they squeeze another another first down out. I just don't think they'd be moving the ball as well without Najee. So he gets my three this week. You guys want to play? Who you was? You got someone different to you? But we're all different. Holy moly! We're all different. That's exciting. Um, Going. Yeah, Jamar Chase, I uh, just like your confidence was down on him and he, he came through with a, a massive game. Um, could have had three touchdowns, to be honest. Um, Should have. Yeah. So um, just for the confidence builder, like reminding you why you were playing. Um, <laughs> the dog just jumped on me. Um, why you were playing Jamar Chase uh, all season long, even though he was having some down games. This is just a a reminder of what he's like. And then Poito, your three. Yeah, I threw uh, Javante um, at Homer. the top. Yeah, came out. Just two in a row. Yeah, it came out <laughs> as efficient as he was the week before. Got two touchdowns um, and really saw, like, you know, a split workload and still was able to perform for you. So I think that was that was very um, ha- happy for me to see. I think, like, you look, compared him to, to Harris and the, the snap percentage, it's a lot less, right? But he mm. nearly put up just the amount of points and... I mean, if you look at Harris's game, it was the Steelers weren't pretty. Um, they came back late in the game to the Vikings, sort of, you know, as they do. And they talked about it the whole game to the commentary that they're not going to like let a team get back into it. They just played soft and gave the Steelers everything underneath, and then the Steelers sort of just would continue to score points and let them back in the game. But the first half, the Steelers were doing nothing. So just nothing. Um, I think yeah, it was. I think we were talking in our chat, and I was like, oh, Jesus, this is a very average game. And then as soon as I said that, it was like, oh, let's go score some points. <laughs> I think that's where, like, the experience of Big Ben came in for him. Like, he knows how to turn games around. And when you give, like, if, if the opposition defense doesn't give him a chance and 
plays a bit stronger. Like they're probably out of the game, but you give these guys a these veteran quarterbacks a bit of a sniff. They know how to take it and run with it, and, and you know continue with that confidence. I reckon that's one of the interesting things about the NFL is how well, and you just see teams that just can turn around and build a run. You're like, how can you just not? run the clock out if you're the Vikings with how well they'd run early in the game and all of a sudden when you know they want to run it's easy to shut them down so that's the thing they were, they were pretty much picking up 10 yards of carry and then they just shit the bed I don't know what mm. was going on uh, but yeah I've given two points to Javante and one to Jamar Chase so it's just all all order changes for, for the lot of us I think and then point yeah, two duo. points to Javante one to Najee so yeah yep um, contracts back Pete one point for Najee Harris it's exciting yeah, well, see, we're in negotiation, remediation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so, look, doing a bit of a recap of uh, of Sheep's Leagues today, so um, I suppose no new information coming, but uh, maybe we'll slide in a few little tidbits here and there of, of, of way we're approaching our playoffs or if we've been eliminated, what we're, you know, what we're doing um, while watching these playoff teams get after it. Um, but the main segment is titled Will Ewers Get Off the Nudie? I mean, How are you feeling, mate? Sheeps too. Hey, you, was, you went to that question first. Are we talking both leagues? or, or Just any league specifically? in general. Yeah, Sheeps too. Look, I'm on top of the table, but it is it is pretty close. Um, I've had a great year. Obviously, being down, Christian McCaffrey hurts quite a lot. I went some, sort of from having Chubb Jacobs... Carter and McCaffrey to just Chubb and Jacobs and now it looks like uh, the entire Browns team has COVID so luckily I've got the bye this week I feel a little bit better about that league I tell you what but uh, Sheeps won, sort of snuck in despite uh, Lamar putting up one point and then me watching Javonta Williams score like 20 points in the first 10 minutes of the Broncos game Um, I was shooting bricks for a little while there but uh, (laughs) Uh, obviously Kittle came through for me and saved the day um, so I feel okay about that league because I actually got a fair bit of um, draft capital so looking to looking to talk make to Pete f- about his running backs yeah ma- maybe not so much running backs uh, Ooh, wide receivers yeah my, my wide receivers are just a bit <laughs> inconsistent right now um, yeah and losing Lamar hurts but I have hurts, so um, oh, hopefully little, him... no pun intended? Or? <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> uh, him or, or I could uh, balls to the wall play play Taysom Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, really go for it. So, um, yeah, what are you guys thinking? Uh, Sheep's one is Dino's to lose, if I'm being perfectly honest. He just put up an almost record score, and he still didn't even have... Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. Uh, he had multiple players scoring well and truly into the 20s mind you he scored 36 points from his kicker in defence uh, that is outrageous um, I friggin hate him but anyways uh, yeah I think it's Dino's <laughs> to lose in Sheep's one uh, who else is in there Magoo Magoo's a chance he might make a move if he if he does uh, now is the time to do so uh, he's got some Zeke problems that he needs to contend with as he's RB2 I guess um, yep. he needs to really figure out what's going on there uh, but his wide receivers, his pretty bloody solid, not right? Spectacular. Oh, he's got Keenan Allen to come back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's right. pretty good. So, um, yeah, look, it's exciting for him. Um, see if he makes a move to shore up one of those positions he's a little bit weak on. 
uh, which would be the tight end. Uh, he probably needs to worry about either A, if Hawk plays, because <laughs> uh, he's been out for a little while now, hasn't he? No, last week yeah. was the only one he missed. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll see what happens. But, if uh, only he had Kittle, right? Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Um, and then there's me just somehow hanging on to my fourth-place position. <laughs> Losing Derek Henry just absolutely ruined my team, and the Chiefs not doing much over the last couple of weeks is... Has really helped uh, helped me in zero way, shape, or form. Having a forty-eight to nine scoreline against Las Vegas, you would think uh, the Mahomes Hill Kelsey stack would have put up more than just uh, what is it, thirty-three points? Um, is what it well, is. I guess. Eleven points each, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's disappointing, but look, this week, who have they got? Um, I said it before. Chargers. Chargers. Hopefully, they leak a bunch of points, and um, I somehow put up a score against Dino, but. Uh, the running backs are the major issue, right? Foreman and Patterson, I'm going to have to start. Bloody. Um, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin's got COVID against Miami. Um, oh, okay. So, who knows what's going to happen in that backfield. Um, but, yeah, look, it's it's going to be a real struggle fest for old Seamos to, to make it past round one. So, yeah, look, what do you do? Dino seems pretty unbeatable, hey? Um, yes. I think, obviously, you know, once you get to the playoffs, the, the thing is that. You know, I felt very confident last week, and then Lamar Jackson gets injured in the first quarter, and that's all it mm. takes to to start you in a bit of a spiral. And yeah, he could lose Cooper Cup to COVID or something. You never know. So yeah, but you know, um, then he's got Jonathan Taylor and James Connor and Ceedee Lamb and Mark Andrews and Justin Jefferson that we're going to compete with. Like I was saying stuff. to Pete, he he has the uh, the number one player at quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver. Yeah, outrageous. Um, who traded him all these blokes? Seriously, um, was it? I tell you what, he's he's done a, f- a fair bit with some trades. Hey, like I gave him Mark Andrews serving for him a up. third. Pardon me. <laughs> I gave him Mark Ooh. Andrews for a third, like three years ago. Crikey! Yeah. Yeah. Look, what do you do? Yep. Hindsight, hey, this is the yeah. best thing in the world. But let's uh, look. No one, you know, sheep's one is what it is. I think it's locked up pretty much. But sheep's two. This is. A, this competition's wide open. Yeah, I am definitely going to win. Yeah, I think um, that's probably not true. Um, <laughs> the do toilet you win bowl, yeah. by losing the toilet bowl? How do you, how does that work? I don't even know. <laughs> this is my worst team in about fifteen years of fantasy, and by fifteen, I mean six. <laughs> <laughs> One and thirteen record, outstanding stuff. Remember that tank off. He oh. uh, with Gerg. Gerg won another game this week, <laughs> <laughs> so he failed his tank off. <laughs> one hundred one locked up, but you guys up the top. Benno ten and four. Tim C eighty six, ten and four. Uh, Texas Hold'em nine and five. Dino nine and five. Mikozzi nine and five. Bo Callahan nine and five. Poitas missed out on four and against. Also nine and five. So it's pretty tight little competition. This only one win between first and sixth. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. When you look at it that way, it is pretty tight, right? I think. But when I looked at my team and. You know, you're disappointed to sit, um, be the odd man out, the misses out. But season long, there were some weeks where I really didn't perform very well and had, um, I think, yeah, what? 300 points behind sort of yeah. the, the best of Texas Hold'em and, and Dino. So it's a. And you guys have all scored within 20 points. That's crazy. Or 30 points. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Who, yep. Are, you, who, are, you, who are you picking here? Uh, Poita as an outsider? Looking oh, outsider. Oh, um Oh, look, if you want to go Ruffy, McGozzy there, he's not... He's had a, a, a solid run late uh, getting in there. He would be a... Seven wins in a row. Yeah, so you can't you can't sit there and be out of form. But I think all the teams have 
you know, decent rosters given the fact that the um, the bottom four teams have not very good rosters in this league. So the, the good players are sort of sitting across these top teams. So um, I think this is real even. Anyone can win it. It'll be just interesting to see who has the success. I think this is one league where probably, I'm not too sure how your players line up, yours, but getting that bye week gets you that one week further into the into the yeah. playoffs is definitely an advantage um, to have, you know, tied that off. And I think, um, not that you're any chance of losing it, but like the fact that uh, both you guys were able to have that locked up was probably a bit handy going into it because now you don't want to be these, you know, Moz said one win between the top seven teams. Um, everyone's a good chance. You want to have that extra week to have to... Get these COVID guys right and injuries right as well. That's, that's pretty much it. Watching the news this week, I, I just, I feel like I've lost a player every week and Sheep's one where... And, I mean, to be honest, Sheep's two as well. But um, I'm feeling like my team's pretty healthy and then just watching COVID news come through and I just feel like nobody feels like they're safe at the moment and anything could happen at any minute. Like, yeah, coming into Monday night football yesterday or day before yesterday, we, um, who was it? Higby was just all of a sudden mm. out and you're just stranded. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so... I think depth is going to be super important and it's not something that I feel like I have a lot of in in that league, but there's definitely enough players there that I sort of have, you know, players from the same teams. So mm-hmm. if somebody's out, maybe you, you stick someone else in and they get a little bit of their volume. I think that might be a, a good strategy with the way the the Omicron COVID is hitting the league right now. Yeah, and I think it's, that's an important thing to, to talk about. I mean, there's those, you know, you always have, seems to be, if you don't have one of those top tight ends, Andrews, Kittle, um, and Kelsey, well, sort of, uh, at this stage, and you've got a, a tight end that's going to be playing, or a, a single position player, you know, that you only usually have one tight end spot, that's probably, that could be playing on the Monday, right? You try and mitigate your risk. I had I had Higby playing, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll play Higby um, over Jared Cook. And I was like, oh, geez, it's a Monday game with what's going on. I'll start Jared Cook just in case, like, you know, he scored 8.8 shit yards but scored a touchdown. Uh, mitigate the risk, especially in this, this kind of climate with COVID flying around. Try and mitigate your risk. If you've got two two decisions you're trying to toss up, you know, if one's playing on a Monday and you know he's going to be there, maybe stick him in if he's close to the upside of the other guy. Mm. Could be the way to go if you ask me because yeah, you just don't want to get to that Tuesday game for us and be stuck unless you've got the backup. So get ready for that. Cause, it's uh, nice to have a few Saturday games, or our Saturday, um, America Sunday, I guess. No, whatever what? it is. Friday. <laughs> Friday. Friday games. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah to uh, just sort of have a bit of more of an idea mm-hmm. of which way the game's trending so you can make um, those kind of decisions with a little bit more intel. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few good teams playing early, um, particularly this week. So you should have a a little bit of a head start on who's going to win each matchup. Yeah, and you get, just... a, get a perspective of, you know, do I need to swing for the fences with an upside dude or do I just play a bit more conservative? But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, goodness me, someone just broke my house down apparently. But, yeah, those two Sunday games, Raiders-Browns, Pats-Colts, there's some big names in there. So uh, just remember that there's those early games this week. So happy days. Um, but yeah, look, the, the, this one, Sheeps 2, I, I couldn't pick the winner, to be honest. And even, you know, the, the funny thing is that 
the best player in fantasy is not in the finals. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, he's not going to be in the playoffs. Unless no, no one's trading yeah. away Jonathan Taylor. No, shit, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, I mean, there is a tight end that's not make, in, making the playoffs either in George Kittle sitting in the 1-13 and 13 team that if anyone wants to come and get him. Yeah, I already told you. Payovers, but whatever. What? <laughs> Tommy White. Michael Carter. <laughs> Michael Carter, George Kittle, straight up in a tight end yeah. premium league. Tell I'll give dream. you uh, Dawson Knox as well. Jeez. I'm out. For that <laughs> reason, I'm out. All right, boys. Uh, anything you want to talk about with these leagues? Uh, what are you doing if you're just out of the playoffs? Are you um, just sitting back watching this? Or are you what throwing you me? This seems to be me, right? No, just in general, you know, any league. What kind of strategy <laughs> oh, are you putting up if you, think... you've just missed the playoffs? Well, you got to reassess with your team team was and why'd you miss out but also like this is an opportunity to sell players to some needy teams uh, especially in dynasty if you don't have a trade deadline which we are big fans of not having mm-hmm. uh, i think uh yeah you've got to be looking to sell maybe i mean not, not knock your team down i'd say i don't think it's the time to be make a decision to be uh, trade all my players to the top four teams because you're just going to run out of what you can get but i think uh there's an opportunity to make you know, help that first team. I think there's like, like there's either a team that makes the first move is in the position to set the tone, right? Um, and if you either come out and make the first trade and then panic everyone else to thinking they have to make a trade and then they're more, then it gets crazy, right? And other teams are open. Or, um, you know, it, this trade could scare off the rest of the competition and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't have that. To, like some teams don't have stuff to pay and then they'll be like, oh, I can't compete with that. I'm not, you know, mortgaging my future. Uh, to try and beat Dino when I have no picks, right? Yeah. Like you, Moz. Like you're in a position yeah. where it's like, oh, if someone makes a big move, you can't really react to it. And no, that exactly. could be what what helps it. It's like, I don't know. It's, I think once you made the play, like getting to the playoffs is the hardest part of uh, fantasy football. Once you're there, you just have to, you know, play two yeah. weeks of DFS or, yeah. yeah. Any team, like often you see the high scoring team not be uh, a team that's in the playoffs in those weeks and that's that's the reason like the harder part is to be consistent throughout the season and get there now you just got to get get a good lineup and and stick with your with your guns and what you want to set like if you don't like what you what you have don't sit there and be like hope for it just get out there and make a move yep too right don't sit I think back that's, and wait for somebody else as well one, one thing I was going to think of like some people look at it and be like oh I don't want to make a move and we were talking to me and you were talking about it before and wasn't like think are they going to ruin their future but like if you're not buying like I think people think of it like they're making they're going to pay two fours first for uh, Deontay Foreman or something who could be nothing next season. Like you yeah. like look to buy a guy that still has some value next season. It just you're giving up some draft capital or some youth to help retool the team. You you take the hit of a little bit of age, but old guys aren't done. Like I just think no. that's the thing that yeah. people think they think. Oh, I can't draft for that running back that's a a little bit older that might help me win a league. It's like, but he's not too old. He's still in his prime. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you're still getting a running back. Like, I'm not giving you a guy that's going to, like, first game next season, never play again. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just think of it uh, in that window. You want to target a guy that, that has some value to you now in the playoffs and also some value that remains there next season. And that's what I think happens a lot, right? People just sit back and go, oh, you know, I've got my first, I'm in the playoffs I don't really want to trade my first away just because, you know, next year I'm going to need to retool or whatever. But, I mean, do you want to win the bloody thing now or do you want to sit there and hope that your first hits next year? Like, just trade your first away and get after it. I mean, if you want to win it, that's the move you've got to make. 
a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, look. Yours? How you going, mate? Yeah, definitely. No, I've been um, pretty busy for the last two days, but um, definitely have had a few draft trades almost hitting send on, but um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite got there yet. Um, I think some of the, the scary players, I guess, to, to trade for, and I mean, or, or good players to trade away, I guess, if you just missed out. Adam Thielen always comes up, but he's, he's of course, injured himself again right at the end of the season when everyone wants to trade him away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Leonard Fournette is a really good target because mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams with Leonard Fournette probably didn't make it into the playoffs, even though he's, I think he's like running back four on the year. I think he's got the most targets in the league as a That's as a running back. His stats are weird, yeah. Um, and he's on a great team, but he's he's sort of like, I guess everyone's looking at it as like the Bucks can't keep doing this forever, right? Um, Tom Brady can't keep doing this forever, right? But they keep so, doing it. <laughs> yeah, they just keep doing it. So just put faith in him and just get after it. I, I, it's a great great point because I just traded for Leonard Fournette in a league uh, yeah. with the TFL guys. Two two second round picks for Leonard Fournette. I'm in second, I think that's and a my running running back great depth trade. Was, was Gibson and Zeke, I think it is. Um, and I'm shitting shitting my pants with those. I'm like, well, I want to win this thing. I'm gonna go get Fournette. So it cost me two seconds. Like, thanks for coming. Uh, Devontae Freeman. It was my other one. Devontae Freeman and Antonio Gibson are my running backs that I'm confident in starting. Uh, so I went and got Fournette, and I also spent uh, two firsts. No, yeah, two firsts and uh, who was it? Hang on, it's right here. Two firsts and Devontae Smith. For Devontae Adams and a second. Wow! So just get after it. Yeah, that's that's a nice little uh, price check for those two guys. That's good. Adams and Fournette. Yeah, I Take think they're title. the they're the kind of guys like that you want to target. Those guys that are maybe the owner didn't quite get in, and they're a little bit worried about what the future holds for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams with a quarterback question mark, I guess. Even but though it's, am I going to worry it, about it that now? Or do I want well? to go and you, win it? You, you might end I mean? up with, yeah, Sorry, exactly. Man. I lost you for a second. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, just saying, like, yeah, per- perfect target. Don't know if I was still talking. Probably sounds terrible on the on the live podcast if anyone's still listening. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devontae Adams, a bit of a quarterback question mark. But yeah, these things are just as likely to not happen. Like. Don't pretend yeah. like you have any idea what's actually going on yeah. in these organizations because you probably don't. Like, for yeah. all we know, Devontae Adams could go with Aaron Rodgers wherever he yeah. goes and it could be even better. Like, yeah, it could be anything. I and think that's, all, yeah, on, like I've said, Chris, a lot of people come out and say all these things that can negatively impact one player or all these things that can that haven't happened that could just positively like you know Javante Williams we talked about in the group chat exactly what I was about to bring up Uh, how much he can everyone's just saying oh Melvin Gordon leaves he's going to get all this workload and it was and a good example was last week Melvin Gordon didn't play this week Melvin Gordon did play and he actually scored I don't think he might have scored more points but he had just as good of a game right and it's like does this narrative that things can get better actually exist or are people just finding something that sounds like it will happen and make a story for it like I think uh, the performance he's had so far Williams has been great but it's I wouldn't be going out there expecting him to score 30 points every week I'm like if he scores 20 points 20 20 to 30 is a good range for a good week for him I think that's that's his what you're expecting not going out there saying oh he's going to double that because Melvin Gordon leagues and he could get a better quarterback like um, yeah you know Melvin Gordon has been great for the Broncos like really really good 
and that's also good for Javante Williams. Like, he's wearing down the defences. Like, it's not always um, addition by subtraction. Like, sometimes it's subtraction by subtraction. You know, Calvin Ridley was not doing anywhere near as well at the start of this year without Julio Jones because that's a huge deal, having a an all-star player like Julio Jones on your team, Takes it opens it up. Program. Yeah. And, th- and then, look, and Pitts isn't doing as good now Ridley's left either. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, teams have to work differently. Than, there's no guarantee that this fantasy player is going to be amazing going forward. So that's the part that I'm like, I don't get bought into some narrative sometimes that things oh, are every, just going to improve. You know, you, you, people bring up these narratives, right? But you can write yeah. the narrative for the opposite just as easily, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, if, if Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones is the great example, right? They say, oh, Julio's left, Calvin Ridley's going to get all the targets. Well, well, you can also say, well, Julio's left, all of the concentration now goes to Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Same with Pitts now, you know. Or oh, Calvin Ridley's there, so Pitts will get some targets. And it's like, now give, Calvin Ridley's not there, you know, same thing. So you can write the narrative for both ways. And every single time we talk about stuff, and we, we did, we had a, a pretty long conversation about John Monte Williams. Um, why wouldn't they resign Melvin Gordon after? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> why like, I mean, I <laughs> who else is who else is gonna like the Broncos are probably he's already there. Um, he's probably not going to be getting mega bucks. Like no one's going to pay him crazy money. Some team might be like, oh, we'll pick him up, but I don't think see it there. Realistically, the Broncos are the best case for him to resign, and he's done well. And I mean, are they like him? So yep. why are they just going to let him walk and say, oh, no, nah, actually, we're just going to bring a ro- another rookie running back in to be that other guy. They're going to be like, no, we'll keep what we have. It's what we want to build our team's identity around. And when mm. we are actually playing good football, we'll keep that guy and maybe bring in a rookie as a third guy um, mm. for when Gordon does go. But if he's still playing good football, I don't see why they let him go and, and they just say Javante Williams is going to be, you know, the like Najee Harris level of workload, which yep. when we saw this week, they were sort of similar, right? So... Mm-hmm. Efficiency is just as important. You got to think as well in the off season if they make a move for quarterback. Like, are they going to say, "Oh, well, we'll just let Melvin Gordon walk"? I mean, th- it could be that oh, we'll keep Melvin Gordon and we'll go for a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. the, the only thing we're missing is the quarterback. We'll keep Melvin Gordon, you know, pay him whatever, you know, whatever it is for a year. Not yeah, I don't think that's the that. budget, but yeah. Melvin Gordon's could... missed one game, right? Yeah. For a sprained finger, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So a total accident. They're, they've split their work 50-50 and their players are healthy and they're mm. both producing fantastically. The Broncos don't care who gets the rushing they stats. They don't care if Javonta <laughs> Williams yeah. has 1,000 yards instead of Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams having 500 yards each. They, mm-hmm. As long as they get the 1,000 yards, it makes no difference to them who runs them. Yeah. So they're going to keep doing what's working fantastically for them. And it's been him since... Since college, he was in a split backfield with Michael Carter, and mm. they were both super effective. Yep. And he's come in, and he's in a split backfield, and he's super effective. Why would yep. you change it? Yeah, and I think I, th- I think everyone just knows. Like the, the the whole narrative is, oh, Javante Williams is very very good. We want him to be a workhorse. But yeah, obviously, you know, as we said, the Broncos don't give a shit about our fantasy team, so they're going to keep Melvin Gordon or whatever they do, and we just have to deal with it. We can't pretend that we know what's going on behind there in the GM, what their decisions are, are going to be. But, uh, yeah, look, what do you do? Anyways, anything else we want to talk about here? Bring something up. Bring something you, your up. Your nine questions, yours. you've only asked one. So. Nine questions, and I've only asked one question. Yeah. All right, um, let's <laughs> go, go the to, the, to the guy that I um, I was talking about before, Dawson Knox. Um, mm-hmm. 
he's had a great season. JJ Zacharyson likes to talk a lot about um, spotting breakout tight ends and being um, on good offenses. So obviously the Bills' great offense and pretty spot on here. He's been the breakout tight end. Where are you guys got him now in a dynasty tight end <laughs> ranking? We're actually talking about this before with Pete. Um, I've got the Kelsey and Knox combo in Sheep's 1, and yeah. I was thinking, do I trade Kelsey away and just ride Knox and hope that he keeps putting up these points and then kind of rebuild a little bit with the value I'd get for Kelsey? Hmm. Um, he's on a high-powered offense, we'll call it. Um, I think they still need to figure out a few things. Running the ball would probably be a good start. Um I can only see the Bills Maybe kind of improving off what they've got. Oh, just, it just, no, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a signing of a player. Like, they've got three capable running backs. Well, two, I guess. Two between the three. Um, you know, they didn't run the ball at all in the first half against Tampa. And then they give uh, Singletary a carry and he goes for like 20 yards or something. I was like, well, just give him a few more attempts and or just give any running back a few more attempts just to kind of draw the coverage away from the fact that you're just going to throw it every play. Mm. Um if they can figure out how to run the ball, I think Knox's targets can improve. He won't have three players draped over him when he's trying to catch these balls. But I don't know. It's hard to... He's not anywhere near the kind of Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey tier, no, for sure. He's that, he's that tight end that breaks the touchdown record kind of thing. Like, everyone remembers Julius Thomas in that Broncos year where he scored like seven touchdowns in the first three games. And he scored like and, eight um, yards or something. Oh, no. He, he had a great year. Like yeah, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was a monster year. I think they won the Super Bowl that year even. And um, then he was never really anything ever again. And that's that's the fear for me when a, a tight end gets a lot of touchdowns. But um, it's not on the back of a huge... Like being a centerpiece in the offense. Yeah. That That's the secret to elite tight end. So... For me, he's definitely back a tier, and I'd probably still have Waller over him. Yeah, the thing is with Knox as well, you go from you know early on in the year, uh, three, four, five targets a game, he's up to 10, 6, 9. Um, yeah, You're looking for that guy that, that's going to transcend to the next tier, right? And he's probably someone that sits that uh, opportunity age-wise, experience-wise, he's in his mm-hmm. third year. Um, but it would have been much nicer to see you know, a bit more than 489 yards just to, to build his build his floor up a bit more because like Chris said there's those guys every season that has a good a good year you don't want to, you want consistency in your tight end position and I think he's probably in a good position to have that going forward but you're not it's hard to say you're, you're going out there and paying top dollar for him yeah on the back of one good year um, if he'd had two good years in a row then it's starting to be a thing but it's tough especially tight end's tough it's one of those things that like you know have to be part of an offense that, that uses the tight end and you know a good good offense in that as well Robert Bunyan's a... actually my other perfect example yeah, of this player like he did it exactly the same thing last year and it could just kind of fade away as the targets start going elsewhere and in other games maybe Gabe Davis becomes the red zone yeah. guy instead or something yeah I'd love to just see the percentage of leagues where the Kittle Kelsey Andrews owner and how many of those owners are actually in the playoffs or scored kind of the top three. Um, I think that's the one position that, like, the difference is drastic, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and a drop-off. And then and then unless you've streamed perfectly um, the tight end position or, like, just picked the matchups well, you're struggling to compete with those points. Like, what 
a good week could be what Austin Hooper put up this week with was like, you know, one touchdown catch and a couple of receptions and got like 11 points. And that's like, mm-hmm. but next week he gets 1.5. Um, I don't know. It, it, you gamble that. Uh, it doesn't hold that same consistency. Like the touchdown is a dependent thing for those type of guys. They, they don't have a touchdown. They score you under four points. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think like, the, the importance of tight end is quite huge. That yeah, as you said, the gap between the top three and the rest is it's hard to come back from. If they if you know they have eight catches, seventy yards, and a touchdown, how many tight ends are doing that every week? And you've just got to figure out. It's hard to pick the the, the stream, right? Like Cole Komet could do it one week, and then he just does nothing for the next six weeks. It's very yeah. difficult. So yeah, I'd love I'd love to know that percentage of of how many playoff teams are in Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews kind of range. Oh, yeah, I figured it out. It's 69%. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. The best That's percentage. Nice. Um, I think uh, it'd be pretty uh, interesting to see whether, yeah, you end up with that that playoff final and only one of Kittle or Andrews gets in. It's really been like, especially the last two weeks for Kittle and Andrews, like they're just... Like, how do you lose with yeah. with that many points in your tight end spot? Like, yeah. like I said, I had one point from my um, quarterback this week, and I still scored 120 points or something. So mm. it's it's crazy the the difference that they can make when they're, they're on like this. Scored 40 points on my bench this week. <laughs> 40 points. He he actually, you know what? How many? I, he scored more than my total. <laughs> <laughs> I scored thirty nine point three eight points this week, and uh, in the same league, George Kittle scored forty point six. That's. I'm going to set a team this week and see how I go. <laughs> <laughs> Win that toilet bowl, Seamus. Yeah, get rid of it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> All right, um, good stuff. Ended up being a playoff chat, but then it ended up being a better chat than I was expecting. So good stuff. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, I think wrap it up here. Good fifty minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, that was start... all, all nine of my questions. Beautiful. Is in one. Yeah. That was a nine one. pointer. <laughs> yeah, nine pointer. <laughs> um, yeah. So look, plans for the pod. We'll obviously have a little bit of a break after all of this goes on. Um, then we'll start our rookie scouting. So that's all coming up. We um, might give you a pod next week. Who knows? We'll see what we can come up with over the next kind of seven days. Uh, but hit us up on those Instagram socials, uh, Twitter, all that at Sheep Session something or other what are we I always forget this ask something help me um, at Sheep Station <laughs> Dynasty Pod that's it you've really got that down pat like so I need to go to now. bed um... I need to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to walk my dog um, SS Championship on yeah. Instagram Sheep Station Dynasty yeah. Podcast on Twitter and all that kind of stuff Facebook hit us up and uh, yeah look always a pleasure boys good luck in yeah. your uh, playoff week one yeah all the best hope you don't go win you as Boomagoo I kind of I don't know who I want to win. It's such a such a tough one for me. Surely you want so yourself if you to win, win. Nobody wants you to win. Win this yeah, no. one. If I no. win, I will be very surprised and also Look, a little I, bit disappointed. From a from a third party that's not in the playoffs, um, we don't want anybody to win. <laughs> <laughs> Just three, two draws, and then something. Yeah, oh, <laughs> imagine a draw, double draws. Be crazy. Crazy odds. All right, boys. Good luck. Always a pleasure. See you later. Goodbye. See you. Ciao. Okay, bye. Boo viewers.